Welcome back to the Japan Business News and Real Estate Podcast. I'm Pretty Donnelly, Sales and Marketing Manager with Nippon Tradings International. It's hard to believe that it has been more than a year since COVID-19 transformed the world, forcing changes in lifestyle, imposing restrictions across businesses without warning, without bias. In the investment world, the priority became flight to safety, which has historically always favored the land of the rising sun. Japan has not disappointed. The resilient market did not topple instability, but instead shifted to a different, more comfortable position. So let's begin. For private equity investors, the market has been far from despair. Major hotels found themselves offloading assets, creating opportunities at significant discounts for major key players in the market seeking to gain a competitive advantage. For example, in March 2020, U.S.-based Blackstone announced a binding agreement to buy eight high-quality hotels in Japan from railway group Kintetsu Group Holdings. The portfolio includes the 988-room Miyako Kyoto Hachijo across from Kyoto Station the 456-room Universal City adjacent to Universal Studios Japan in Osaka, and the newly built Miyako Hakata with 208 rooms next to Hakata Station in Fukuoka. Similarly, Marriott is set to expand its portfolio of properties in Japan with the opening of six new Fairfield hotels to locations near roadside rest stations across Japan by the end of summer 2021. The strategy offers travelers access to remote destinations to allow the discovery of rural Japan's landscapes, cuisine, crafts, and history. For the individual investor, the residential property market has not skipped a beat and has been very healthy throughout the pandemic, according to Rethink Tokyo, a guide to Tokyo real estate. There has been a shift in preference from a small apartment to a larger home with an extra bedroom for an office. But the market itself hasn't changed much. In fact, Tokyo real estate prices have been very low compared to comparable cities such as Hong Kong, Singapore, and London. Add to that a weaker yen and high yield, and it's plain to see that this market is quite attractive. Similarly, Japan's secondary cities have also been trending upwards due to their growing appeal as less heavily populated urban centers with far lower living and corporate operating costs. Of course, the caveat with residential properties during the pandemic is the potential for job loss and resulting rental delinquencies. But this can be avoided with careful due diligence of tenant history prior to purchase. For the most part, the residential climate is robust with a diverse pool of properties and continues to remain an attractive market. 
residential properties have been and continue to remain the asset class of choice for the vast majority of investors, mainly in secondary and satellite cities and prefectural capitals. And these locations are now becoming hotter in 2021 due to the commercial shift from central business districts in Tokyo and Osaka toward other less central locations. In this uncertain climate, the caveat with investments in the office sector would be a spike in vacancies. But again, in 2021, we are seeing more of a shift rather than a spike with good reason. Since Japanese companies do not tend to initiate mass layoffs, the approach to reducing expenses was to reduce their corporate footprint in high-priced locations and shift to smaller offices in more distant suburbs, secondary and satellite cities, as well as prefectural capitals. The unfamiliar concept of working from home at the onset of the pandemic took off quickly, resulting in a shift in relocating as many employees as possible to working from home and have continued to stay at home in 2021. Those vacancies in former business hubs such as Central Tokyo and Osaka would be offset by an increase in occupancy in other, less central commercial hubs. Furthermore, most of the incoming 2021 supply of new office space in Tokyo had been pre-leased. Looking to the future, the next wave of supply is set for 2023, by which time industrial professionals are hopeful for a recovery. Perhaps the most prominent and ongoing changes we can expect in Japan's property market is the shift to carbon-neutral energy sources. This after the announcement by Japan's economy minister revealing ambitious plans to make renewable energy a major power source and the unveiling of a plan to become carbon-neutral by 2050. Mitsubishi Estate, a developer that owns offices and shopping complexes in Tokyo's Marunouchi district, unveiled its plan to have its facilities in the district run completely on renewables by April 2023. Tokyo Land Corporation and Yahoo Japan Corporation are among the major companies also shifting their energy sources to renewables. Foreign firms renting office spaces in high-rise buildings in Tokyo's bustling business districts have also been requesting that building operators use renewable energy, pushing more Japanese firms into that direction in the coming years. So to recap, it's all about shifts. From small apartment to a larger home with room for an office. From central business districts in Tokyo and Osaka to other less central locations, from larger to smaller offices in suburbs, secondary and satellite cities, from higher carbon emissions to net zero emissions. And that's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for listening. We are a Japanese proxy helping foreigners access properties in the second largest real estate economy in the world for investment purposes and for personal use. At NTI, this is Pretty, keeping you informed of the latest trends, business news, and featured properties in the Japanese real estate market. If you are new to the Japanese property market and have questions, we are always happy to talk shop. 
drop us a line at info at nippontradings.com.